Many people are proud to live and to work in our state, but right now we need more talented and educated workers who want to call Indiana home. Leaders from across East Central Indiana have teamed up to highlight why our region is a great place to live and to work. Learn how the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative is building pride among residents, empowering local businesses, and helping more people to build a life and make a difference here in our communities, right now on Cardinal Compass. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, campus and community conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world. And with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. Hello, welcome to Cardinal Compass. I'm Jerry Van Hotter. And I'm Cherish Nicole. We're focusing on the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative. It's initiative state leaders say is aimed bringing more business to the area by adding talent in smaller communities. Blake Dallier looks at how it impacts the big picture of employment in our region. I think the reality is that East Central Indiana's population looks to be in decline for another half century or more. East Central Indiana is expected to lose 10% of its population by 2050. To stop this, Governor Eric Holcomb and state leaders created the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative to boost Hoosiers' income by an average of 7.5% in the next four years. Michael Hicks, an economics and business research professor at Ball State, says there's still work to be done. I think the governor and those who crafted this new program do understand that there is a problem that, that human capital, the number of availability of well-trained, educated, healthy workers is really the impediment to regional economic growth. The program is aiming to combat these problems, better educate Hoosiers, and ultimately keep talent in East Central Indiana. With livability concerns in these areas, the initiative is attempting to support schools, the medical field, and technology programs. The livability issues in these communities is like 90% of the problem. Hicks says the idea is good, but the goals may be a bit ambitious. It'll be hard to achieve 0% net population change within a decade. The state of Indiana acknowledging the process may take a while, but is one that could be worthwhile in the end. Blake Dollier, Cardinal Compass. Joining us for today's Cardinal Compass, as always, Ball State President Jeffrey Mearns and Blair Milo. She is Indiana's first secretary for career connections and talent. Thank you for joining us. Thank it's, you for having me. It's good to be here again. Um, so I guess we could start this way. Secretary Milo, what is your role and how do you think that uh, you can help keep Hoosiers in the, this area? Well, as the uh, Secretary of Career Connections and Talent, I have the opportunity to serve as Indiana's basically chief talent officer. And so we think about that in ways of how we're attracting, developing, and connecting talent, which really uh, ties directly into, I think, our main conversation today here around uh, the, the organization of 21st century talent regions of working with our, our regional leaders, our, our local leaders across many different disciplines, whether it's higher education, uh, K-12 education, business 
businesses, economic development, workforce development, to be able to organize different efforts and, and to be able to work collaboratively to attract talent to the region, to develop the talent that we have here locally and or regionally, and to be able to ensure that people are actually connecting up to the opportunities that we have here so that we are, are walking the full distance with everyone to make sure that there is a connection to these growing career opportunities that we have in a wide array of, of different fields. Okay, and can you tell us what has been the most effective method in keeping people in Indiana? I think it, it's important to recognize that there's there's a whole host of different opportunities that people may be searching for, whether it's it's right here locally or uh, maybe being able to have experiences outside of Indiana. And so, if it's a military experience or someplace uh, across the country, across the world, then we certainly encourage that. But then want to showcase all the opportunities that are here, so people are wanting to choose the, the choose Indiana or choose to come back to Indiana. I would. Be one of those people myself that I chose to come back here uh, after military service and I think that it's it's just important to showcase and and ensure that we ha were intentional about developing those kinds of opportunities making those connections and a lot of times that's about relationships community relationships uh, employer relationships and so ensuring that that individuals connect up to have those experiences to know what the opportunities are and then want to say that's what I want to do. That's what I want for my family. I want to be a part of this community. I want to be a part of this state and all of the incredibly exciting things that we have happening here. Cool. Okay. President Mearns, uh, what can be done to motivate people to stay in this area? Well, as the Secretary said, certainly it's about employment opportunities and ongoing training opportunities, not just K-12 education, but technical training mm -hmm. and an opportunity for lifelong learning as well. But then it's about good schools so that they can raise their families here. It's about arts and entertainment and all of those things that enhance quality of life. But it begins with, it begins with training opportunities and employment connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess I could direct this to both of you as well, but uh, how, more so Blair, um, how do you think that you could customize this for each part of the state? Because we know that each part of the state is fairly different. One of the exciting pieces of the opportunity I get to have is experiencing so much of the, the personality characteristics, the nuances that exist across our regions. Indiana is a very diverse state in, in our topography even and, and just uh, the, the variety of opportunities. And so when you spend some time in communities, you get to know all of the different personalities that are there and, and being able to, to highlight all of those different pieces and, and being able to showcase, I mean, we have incredible state parks. In fact, we now have a, a national uh, park and facility up on the northwest area of the state, right on Lake Michigan. And we have incredible assets in Muncie, in Indianapolis, in Fort Wayne, in South Bend. And, and having all of these different pieces work together as a, as a system is where you really see the magic start to come together. And by recognizing the diversity of our people, by the, the diversity of our economies, the diversity of our um, different types of industry areas, the growing technology that's happening across all these different ways, and, and being able to tie all that together so that then you see that there's just a whole wealth of opportunity, no matter what it is that you may want to pursue, however you pursue your happiness, there's a way to do that here in Indiana. 
What demographic does the initiative target? Uh, well, you, you might have, have guessed that I think it targets everybody. That, uh, and, but the, the fascinating piece about this can be, you know, how do you do that intentionally? And that's really where I think some of the conversations around equity come in to think about where, what, where do we need to place some different kinds of efforts? How do we meet people where they are to make sure that, that everybody is connecting up with different kinds of opportunities based upon different lived experiences that, that individuals may have so that then there is, there is truly equal opportunity access available to all Hoosiers. Um, President Mearns, so kind of regarding Ball State and also Hoosiers, what, are there any available tools for students to find jobs in the area? Well, there are, and you know we have an outstanding career services program, and certainly programs like the one that we're participating in today give you the opportunity for real-world skills to produce a program like this that will be beneficial to you as you seek uh, career opportunities after you graduate. But through career services and through those kind of programs, we want to build more relationships with major employers and industry clusters. We want to be the institution that they turn to for ongoing training for their employees, and so that they're continues to be this virtuous cycle of ongoing training and lifelong learning. Absolutely. All right, Blair Milo, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here. Some businesses in East Central Indiana have found success keeping fresh talent in the area. Blake Chapman spoke to two Ball State graduates who stayed around to be part of those local success stories. While plenty of Ball State graduates plan on leaving Muncie and East Central Indiana after college, Melissa Jones and Zach Poor found their calling right here in downtown at Intersection Advertising Agency. Before making their way to Intersection, Poor and Jones had every intention to get out of the city and state as quick as possible. I actually had dreams of as soon as I graduate, I'm going to move to New York City and I'm going to work in publishing. That was actually my initial dream. The advantages of working in a smaller market became apparent after just a short while, though. Along with cultivating their expertise, working with more clientele brought the added benefit of a closer connection to the community and better work-life balance. Down here, I can have this walkable lifestyle where I can live and work within close proximity of each other and kind of have this affordable affordability that also is able to be had here that's not able to be had in other places as well. For these young professionals, the future of Muncie and East Central Indiana is bright. You just have to give it some time. We are about to be something greater than we already are. Um, and it, it's very evident, I think, if you are more involved in the community, if you take a second to look around and see all the great things happening, it's very clear that we are on the cusp of greatness. And I think it's very exciting to be a part of that. No matter the trajectory of this region, they'll enjoy hitting the big time, even if it's in a small town. Blake Chapman. Cardinal Compass. Joining us for this part of the conversation is Ball State's Associate Vice President for Community Engagement, Delana Boyd. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Okay, and I'm going to ask you a question. What is the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative? Well, over the last, I'm going to say almost two years now, we've had the good fortune of working with leaders throughout East Central Indiana to start to identify a common set of challenges. Those things that we know that are too big to work on alone, but those things that we know that are critical for us to address for our future. So we know that we're looking at potentially double-digit declines in our population throughout East Central Indiana. 
Our education attainment is hovering somewhere around 30% for post-secondary education credentials, and our median household income is far below that of the state average. So we know that these are big issues that we need to tackle. We know that we're going to tackle them together through the 21st Century Talent Region designation process, provided a roadmap for us to identify those challenges and start to think about how can we build common strategies to address those. Now, what is Ball State's role within the initiative, and are there other schools involved? Sure. Ball State is currently serving as the backbone institution, the backbone of the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative. We're the group that will help keep things moving forward to make sure that we're focused on the long-term vision and that we're providing access throughout the region to all the resources that are available throughout the state of Indiana and oftentimes national resources. The backbone provides that entry point into the region. And of course, there are other educational institutions involved and we hope to further solidify their relationships, but Ivy Tech was instrumental in the process that we used to develop the East Central Indiana Talent Collaborative goals and objectives. Okay, how do you work with the other counties in East Central Indiana? Well, we're fortunate, again, that they realize these are big, big, big issues that we need to tackle. And that when we call, they, they take the call. And we've had individual conversations throughout the last two years. We've brought groups together to brainstorm, to think, to develop collective strategies. So I think um, that spirit of collaboration and cooperation is permeating East Central Indiana, and we're taking advantage of that right now and harnessing the power of that work. President Burns, how do they find common ground instead of competing against each other? Well, it begins at the statewide level, and as we heard from Secretary Milo, there are initiatives under her leadership that are focusing on these kinds of regional talent collaboratives, and we're grateful for her leadership and the governor's direction. But it begins, as Delena says, with building trust. The way you can reduce that kind of adversarial or competing nature is to develop trust and to demonstrate that by working together, all of the interests, all of the communities, all of our residents will uh, have better opportunities to live, learn, and raise their family. Absolutely. Now, how do you guys, from a university perspective, get students to come here, and how do you keep them here after they graduate? Well, certainly, as you both know, we recruit students from the Muncie area and from states all around the Midwest and actually all around the country. We attract them because of our outstanding program and our wonderful facilities. How we keep them here is by showing that the quality of life and the professional opportunities that they have here in our region and in our state are ones that will enable them to fulfill their own career and professional ambitions, but also to find personal fulfillment and, as I said, to raise a family. Thank you. What are some benefits of the area to convince them to stay? Well, the benefits are the resources that you have for lifelong learning, both through here on campus and through the network of educational opportunities that we're trying to create through this talent collaborative. But also, this is now, as we've found, that people can work in different places and live in different places. So we think that the amenities that exist here in Muncie and East Central Indiana will be, um, will, will be further attraction to, to our graduates. So our job is to engage them when they're on campus so that they retain and persist and graduate on time, but also to, to connect them to the community so that they want to stay. I might also add to that, there's a, a new initiative underway called Forge Your Path East Central Indiana. That was a collaborative effort from uh, individuals from across the region to compile in one place on one e website the amenities, 
the cultural assets, the recreation assets, even employment opportunities available across East Central Indiana. So I would encourage anyone to look at forgeci.com to learn more about the region, to learn more about some of the opportunities that exist. And on that website also you'll find additional information now about the East Central Indiana Regional Talent Collaborative and the work that we're doing across the region. That's great. Delana, we'll direct this back to you. How can Ball State work with the state of Indiana to keep people in the area? I think, as President Mearns said, that it starts by engaging the students while they're here, while they're working on their degrees. Individuals want to be involved in a community where there's good quality of life and where they feel connected. So if we can provide opportunities for students to do that while they're here, it's a much easier sell than trying to bring them back later. You already fall in love with the community and you learn about what makes us special. Also, there are internship programs. The Muncie Intern Collaborative is a program that was started just a couple of years ago to provide opportunities for students who are working in internships this summer in Muncie or any summer in Muncie. Connect them to one another, connect them to professional development opportunities and networking opportunities so they get to know more about the community, more about one another, and hopefully again fall in love and not want to leave. There's another program going on at the state level called the Extern Program offered through TechPoint. And I believe this summer, fingers crossed, we're going to host the first group of TechPoint Externs here in Muncie. Those are students who will be working on a 10-week internship program, a very intensive internship program and very competitive. We understand they have thousands of applications from over 200 institutions across the nation. Students want to be a part of the program. They'll be here with us in Muncie, living in our residence halls and participating in community activities. So I think that's another way to help them fall in love with Muncie and East Central Indiana. Absolutely, I agree. Well, thank you, Delana Boyd, so much for joining us for this part of the conversation. Finally today, one final look at COVID-19 for the academic year. In September, here on Cardinal Compass, we talked with President Mearns about COVID-19 protocols on campus back then. It was a time that had so many unknowns, including if Ball State would make it to the end of the semester. All in-person instruction was completed in the fall, and university officials expect the spring semester to also finish as scheduled. We want to now revisit the topic and reflect on the past year while also looking forward. President Mearns, what have you learned over the past year? Well, what I've learned is uh, that our faculty and staff are creative and innovative and are really motivated by one thing, to support the success of our students. And what I've also learned is about our students. Uh, it was because of the collective and individual commitment of our students to the health and safety protocols, that discipline and that determination, that is what enabled us to keep on-campus instruction through the fall, through the spring, and it's what it will enable us to have an in-person commencement exercise for you in just a few weeks here at Schumann Stadium. So I, I learned once again about the extraordinary culture and commitment of all of the people of Ball State University. So it seems that a lot of the professors and students that I've talked to, they've talked about adapting. So speaking along with adapting, how do you think that next semester will look? I think the fall semester in August will look a lot like the fall in August of 2019. We might have to maintain some protocols, not certain whether we might be still wearing masks, but we will, we will return to on-campus instruction, to on-campus activities. And so again, the academic life and the co-curricular life and the social life in this August 
will look much like the, uh, like the life was, that we all want the life to look like in August of 2021. And I can't wait to have the sports stadium filled, to have events in Sursa Hall, to have student activities uh, in person. I know like all of you, we're looking for that return of that vibrant on-campus academic and social experience. Thank you. What kind of progress is Ball State most proud of since a year ago when classes went remote? Well, what I'm proud of is that, uh, you know, last year in the midst of the pandemic, our retention rate, that key metric of first year students returning for the second year, it actually went up by six percentage points. It, so we actually swam against the tide of the pandemic, interrupting students' ed education. And again, it was because of the creativity and commitment of our faculty and staff and the dedication and, and determination of our students. Also, the ongoing generosity of our alumni and our friends. Last year, for the second year in a row, we received more than $30 million of philanthropic commitments, the first time in a 100-year history of Ball State that we hit that benchmark for two years in a row. And then, of course, we had to celebrate the success of our Cardinals on the field with our first MAC championship in 20-some-odd years and our first bowl victory ever and the first time that we were ranked in the top 25. So it's remarkable that in a year of extraordinary challenges, challenges that none of us have ever faced before, that not only did we survive at Ball State University, we thrived and excelled. That's absolutely true and there's so much to be proud of as a Ball State student. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for that part of the discussion. Hopefully COVID will not be as big of a factor next year. President Mearns, we would like to give you the final minute to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. Well, I appreciate the work that Delena and Secretary Milo have done to bring this statewide initiative here to our region. I think it's one more example how of working together, we're building a brighter future for our students, for our faculty and staff, and for the communities that we serve here in East Central Indiana and all of Indiana. And as I say, as we anticipate the end of this pandemic, we can see a very bright future for all of us uh, coming here very soon. Okay, thank you. Again, we want to thank President Mearns and our guests, Blair Milo and Delana Boyd, for joining in on our conversation. I'm Cherish Nicole. And I'm Jared Van Hodder. We hope you'll join us next time for Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. Stay safe. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp, when you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Hope Stoffer. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.